What's up? up? This is Draco. And this is Alicia. And you're now tuned in to OD Podcast. (laughs) Period. Hello. This is Hattie Mae Pierce. I was not expecting (laughs) that. Yeah. (laughs) Mama's house. When I was um a kid, you know I used to love Bow Wow, but for a split second I thought that boy, the grandson, was mm-hmm. Bow Wow in that movie. I did not know better. This was early in my obsession, and I just thought that because Bow Wow was on the soundtrack for that movie, and so I just knew that he was making a breakout as an artist and an actor. And that boy looked nothing like Bow Wow. And I used to be like, oh, he cut his hair for the movie, but it wasn't him. To be fair. We didn't have social media, so we don't be seeing these people every second we of the day. We learned everything the long way. <laughs> so we had to wait. A lot of times we didn't see these. We, a lot of our favorite artists we didn't see in months. Like, Yeah. Nothing. And it was perfectly normal. And then yeah, back like then, I would only see what Bow Wow looked like in magazines. Like at a yeah, like they show. would have like fan websites. Yeah, exactly. You get like these quote on. You know, it's funny that you said it because I always think about this. You know, the way people demand music from artists when this artist that was like riding a wave of the same album for like five years. No, they would drop a single once a year. Like it just would be a thing, and it wouldn't ever be a moment where you didn't know what they were doing. Like that song would get played on the radio, get played in music videos. They would go on tour. Like they would always go on tour after dropping an album. So that momentum will always be fire. But now people want to, they want three albums a year from these folks. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, um, damn, I just drew a blank. I'm still in your word. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I remember growing up, like, the websites was like the way that we seen like new pictures of them, but even them, they probably took them a whole two years in advance. They just was dropping them a little bit. I literally used to go to GettyImages.com to see if they had new pictures of Bow Wow. Yep. And you couldn't even right click. You had to buy the license for the photo. It might be different today, but yeah, an example of that I have is Bruno Mars. I know when Bruno Mars had performed at the Super Bowl, unorthodox jukebox had dropped four years before that performance and he i mean and this was in social media but it was it was several years ago but it's like wow like an album being that iconic and he still hasn't dropped that many albums but i also think that he is an iconic performer so he might not be the best example but a lot of these people like when like a lot of the artists that we grew to love they had dropped they had record they had demos i guess you can say or music that they made years before we got to know who they were but these new people they their first song ever is their first hit so it's like mm-hmm. they didn't even get to build a portfolio and really work on their craft it's just like a, a boom yeah. that i was feeling you um <laughs> well um side note um we'll see about miss ice spice i mean if she can make it we i mean no shade to her she got a unique look ish well she got a unique wig that's and her hair song, no huh that's not her hair no it's not her hair that's a wig the song I... sucks but the line is catchy and i'm not here to hate because I've, I've had to come to terms with 
all the music that's going to come out of this era that's going to actually be popular is going to be trash. I just had to come to terms with it. So it is what it is. But, um, but yeah, it just was a, a time where people had to like, if people had an artist they wanted to like really blow up, they would just take them everywhere with them. And we wouldn't really know. We would just know who, we would recognize them and they would finally drop music. Or if somebody was a big artist, they would be featured on somebody's song before. Like I remember Ashanti, she was featured on a Ja Rule song way before we got an album or anything from her. Yeah. Yeah, I do feel like um, artists do miss out on a lot. That's what actually what I was um, trying to say earlier when I had drew a blank. But I do feel like artists do miss out on <clears throat> building because I feel like I'm gonna use Summer Walker as an example. When she came out, everybody was complaining because she always said like, "Oh, I have social anxiety. I don't want to perform in front of these people. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that." But see, like back in the day. You had to work your way up. So when mm-hmm. she was on stage, she was looking uncomfortable. And now she looks way more comfortable. But this is like three, four years after she initially said that she didn't right. want to do that. You know what I'm saying? But so it's taking her a minute. But with those type of people, they work their way up. They had artist development. They actually um, work with people who trained them to, you know, how to maneuver through the industry, what to do, what not to do. You still yeah, have to like do a job shadow per se. Yeah. So it's not a shock when it happens. And also, they're not as entitled yet, in my opinion, because a lot of these folks, they want that check right now. And mm-hmm. I can't be mad at that necessarily because it's possible. But there was there's some humility that comes with, like, wait, stand oh, out. Oh, for, sure, for sure, for sure, for sure, for yeah. sure. Yeah. For sure. I, I, I say the same thing. Um, I do also feel like that presence of people in the industry isn't there no more because of how it was ran back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah, we had a better quality um group of artists that we grew up on but also if you look at how they came up in the industry all of them have like crazy industry stories and it, it's because of the people that kind of groomed them for the industry so now that that's yeah right, like controlling abusive and stuff yeah, like yeah. that yeah, exactly yeah. so i feel like not to mention the contracts that they exactly were that's what what I'm doing yeah the contracts and stuff like that. So I do feel like that's another reason why and people are promoting more so like, um, oh, we like more artists that be themselves and da-da-da-da. But even you say you want these people to be themselves and then when when they're being themselves, you have a problem with that. I wonder if this is just a hip-hop thing. No, it's R&B too, though. I I mean, that's what I mean. Well, I mean black. I just... (laughs) Hip hop R and B, we obviously own because, that, but I'm I'm wondering if other industries push their artists out as quiz. I, I think that when it comes to like viral sounds, super hits, that's a black culture thing. Like we run TikTok, we run all that. But like these other genres, are they are they having the same popcorn success that we're seeing? I don't know. I don't know because even when I think about people like Taylor Swift, I don't necessarily listen to her, but I won't just sit here and deny like she didn't work her way up to be where she is. You I know mean, if somebody could be huge like Taylor Swift, Swift or Bad Bunny, and we ain't heard a single song from her, but these are like international superstars, superstars. Yep. I think that it's just because we, it, just like anything else, we only looking for, we only looking at things that's in our community, and we're mostly surrounded by black people. You yeah, know nobody listens to no Bad Bunny or Taylor Swift. Not for yeah, real. I just know that one Cardi B song. But um, and I think that's one of the things that benefits Cardi B too, because she has a Latin community and the black. Yeah, community. yeah, yeah. So a hey, big up to that. But um, I, it's ironic that you say that because somebody today asked me about um a, a viral video and they were like, yeah, it got like three million views. But I'm like, 
it could be a million viral videos at one time and I could only see one of them. You know what I'm saying? Viral yeah. is only relevant to the audience that it's intended for. Yeah, for sure. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, speaking of music though, I've been hearing this particular statement a lot lately and it was actually shocking to me that people, there are so many rappers that said they were inspired by Chief Keef. I had no idea. It's backstory. Um, I've always said this. And, and people looked at me like I was crazy only because people in our generation don't really listen to Chief Keith. Is it a regional thing, though? I think that's a Chicago. Because I feel like after no. Chief Keith, so many Chicago people. Okay. No. Like, literally, literally, Chief Keith is probably one of the most influential current rappers. And the only reason why I say that is because of um, people still using his, his, like, his slang. Like, a lot of the slang that rappers use, they got it from him. Um, I just know Broke Boy. The song, the the words. The oh song. yeah, no, a a lot of people, and then like he's friends with pretty much everybody in the industry too. Like, and Does they he all, still make music. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, he just he he don't even live that life no more. Because I I know you remember when he first came out. Scared of him. Yeah, like he was so he was like such a badass child. He was. <clears throat> He would just be in a lot of trouble. Making a lot of kids. Making a lot of kids. And then, boom, he just changed his life. Like, he probably still does make music, but he literally moved to California, and he just be ducked off. This man be getting facials, getting his nails done. He be at the pool just chilling. That's so he got. Crazy. He do have a label now, so he signs artists um, to his label. But I know, like, with street connections and stuff like that, it's definitely some street stuff behind it too. Because I do feel like even Young Thug was inspired by him, or Lil Wayne. You don't think it was Lil Wayne? It was both. Lil Wayne bred both of them rappers. Lil Wayne is everybody. I mean, everybody is under that umbrella. Of and you know what's funny? People used to comp- before Thug was as big as he is. Like this is like when he ain't even had no hair. People in the in the streets, I sound like Mama Joyce, but people in the streets used to say that he was copying off of Lil Wayne, and I never could see it. But I was looking at it from the quality of Lil Wayne at that time versus Young Thug. Yeah, yeah. But, um, I was looking at G Herbo on the Breakfast Club today, and he, him, and Charlamagne was talking about the Chief Keef influence and how he got. This was what made me think Lil Wayne because he was saying that. Chief Keep is the reason why a lot of dudes in Chicago was wearing true religions or getting their lips pierced and stuff like that. And I'm like, to me, true religion was inspired by the rich kids era. You know what I'm saying? And then the lip piercing, I will get that to Lil Wayne, even though we had our lip piercings already. But as far as like the street dudes getting piercings, that was not a thing until Lil Wayne. No, 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 for sure. They weren't even wearing skinny jeans and they sure weren't getting skateboards. He had folks in the hood getting skateboards, bro. That's crazy. Yeah, I, I, Lil Wayne definitely inspired um, a lot. And I always reference Lil Wayne when I'm talking about my style because I remember in high school just buying, like, the, the stuff from Hot Topic and all this other stuff. I got that from Lil Wayne. Yeah. I mean, eventually, it was an Atlanta thing. Shop Boys had brought that, that kind of swag to Atlanta. Well, they sure did. But it was definitely a Lil Wayne thing before anybody. Yeah, and I will say that was original because I don't know who would compare you would compare Lil Wayne to. Yeah, Lil Wayne, Lil Wayne successfully merged hip hop and rock, and that's that's the reason why I always. Like, 
I always say that people, people, so everybody under him, under the, all the rappers are under that umbrella. If you're looking at any rapper that's on the charts, I will say I, I don't think that people like Lil Baby or Lil Durk, um, they are necessarily directly inspired by Lil Wayne, but definitely Lil Uzi, Playboy Cardi, um, Young Thug, all these people that kind of have the same vibe. I don't know. It ain't the same thing, but it's the same vibe. But even like the noises, Lil Wayne used to, remember Lil Wayne had the auto-tune, he was making noises and stuff like that. I always hear that when I'm listening to Lil Wayne and Uzi and all the people. Yeah, I definitely think they're always influenced by Lil Wayne. But what's a shame is these, I don't know about Uzi and them in particular, but these people would, and maybe it's the 33-year-old in me, but like, yeah. for example, we obviously know Nicki Minaj has influenced a lot of the young rappers in this generation. But the young people act like Nicki, like, look, him never existed. Like, they literally refer to her as a has-been. That is crazy. And a lot of them are relating back to, like, chart data. But that does not matter when we talk about cultural impact. Like, people got, yeah. people can have a big, stuff can go quadruple platinum in the hood and never even hit a billboard chart. But of course, Nicki Minaj became a crossover artist. Cardi B became a crossover artist. But we talking about Foxy Brown, Lil' Kim. We could even throw in Rod Digger, all of them. Even Remy Ma, like, they was not, like, those crossover, per se, artists. But they were big for the moments that they had in our community. So it's just crazy that people, it's like when we, when people talk about, uh, um like, history, and they want to refer to us in the history books. But we know that there's so much more to the story than what was made to a McGraw Hill book? Oh, that's a definitely a good analogy, but yeah, I say the same. Um, and it's only because they didn't grow up listening to these people or seeing them in front of their face, until right? Because of social media, because we again had to relate on one of season park, yes. But, um, but yeah, it's just you know, I hate for people to not give their credit, and I hate for you know, I'm real passionate about history. I'm hate, I hate for history not to be told correctly, and I just think it's unfair for the younger generation who literally only knows what the internet, the impact of the internet, to understand. Like, it's like, for example, like before we were born, our parents didn't always, everybody didn't have TVs, everybody didn't have like certain access to certain things, but people were hit makers people were icons on just the radio you know what i'm saying yeah. so i think it's just necessary to give credit where it's due and obviously social media completely changed everything but it does not take away from the impact and the quality that people had especially when we talk about selling records people had to get up and go to a record store they didn't they couldn't just pick up their phone pay a flat fee every month and stream and stream and stream you bought an album that's your album that you sold people got up no matter the weather it was sell out you know what i'm saying that's to me no, it does not compare to streaming because there's so many ways to get around that. That's all. And I'm not hating on it, but I feel like when people break certain records, they need to they need to be a streaming chart and it needs to be a physical album sales chart. And that's on to me that shouldn't matter. But yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, it ain't really no place you're gonna buy albums no more. Like CDs and stuff. I mean, you're gonna buy them on the phone, but if you pay, if I'm paying for a subscription. Um, to stream music every month. I'm not buying no album. Okay, well, start a new chart then. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> Nobody should be out selling Aretha Franklin when she ain't have a chance to compete on, this, on the chart data. Even though she can today. Yeah. But it's not the same. So whatever. It's between me and God. All right, let's get into the episode. So, I love pissing up the guy the other day. <laughs> I, um, 
Okay, so y'all know that I recently got my braces off and a couple of things that I needed done, I had to get a partial implant for the back of my mouth because those there are a couple of teeth back there that I had pulled, which is the reason why I had to get braces to begin with. So I got a partial implant done by Dr. Johnson, who I already made a black business of the week. But the last thing on my list for my teeth to be how I want them is to get gum contouring or crown lengthening and basically the contouring is the reshape of the gums around the teeth crown lengthening is exposing more of the teeth that is hidden behind the gum so mm -hmm. i don't have a super gummy smile but i definitely have a, a i have enough teeth to uncover that's not being shown when i smile in addition to that due to genetics some of my gums are longer than the other so if i smile now you probably can't see so you can see this if you can't see that on that side yeah so anyway they're going to basically laser those gums off to make it. And I think I talked about this on another episode, but they're just going to laser my gums to where I have, a, um, you know, like the, the window, the church window where it's like round at the top, flat at the bottom. Yeah. That's basically the look I'm going to, the look that people try to get when they get veneers, except it's going to really be my teeth and it's going to really be my gums. But anyway, my favorite dentist in the whole wide world referred me to a periodontist named Dr. M Maria. You know, it might be Mariah, M-A-R-Y-A Barnes. I think it's Mariah because she black. Dr. Mariah Barnes, she's super cool. So first of all, I have a really good relationship with my dentist. Like I talk to him like he my homeboy. Just like how I'm talking to y'all right now. That's how I talk oh. to Dr. Johnson. He always, you know, tell me he like my energy. But he was like, I want you to go to Dr. Barnes because I think you'll really like her. Like y'all have a similar personality. Baby, he was right. Dr. Oh, Barnes so cool. We were talking about the West End and how all these white folks in the West End, why they don't, it just was so funny. So anyway, she is, um, she is very well tenured. Even her Google reviews, she got a darn near perfect score on Google out of 483 reviews and the reviews don't lie. And she on the South side, you got a tough crowd oh, out there. Yeah, okay. Okay, so my Black Business of the Week is going to be Atlanta Periodontal Group by Dr. Mariah J. Barnes. And the address is 1580 Phoenix Boulevard, one hundred and Sweet 150, Atlanta, Georgia, 30349. It's right there by the airport. Right down where that McDonald's at. You know the McDonald's right there off Riverdale Road? But, well, but before you get to Riverdale Road, I don't even think it's Riverdale Road, but you know what I'm talking about. Phoenix Boulevard, Boulevard is very triggering for me. Oh, Lord, what happened? Uh, oh, no, that was just, that was around, that was, that's, it can be jail. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, um, they can also be reached at atlantaperiogroup.com. As always, I'll put the information in the episode notes. But she is a black queen, like for real, for real. And she, we were talking about all the food spots over there in the West End by Slutty Vegan. She, um, she, she very well, um, accredited and educated. I mean, and she's a veteran, if I'm not mistaken. Boy certified, all that. But she started um working at this practice in 2011. But she's super cool. Dr. Johnson really got down with his referral. Like, he really knows me. And I'm really particular about who I work with. But I love a hood and educated provider. Mm -hmm. And I won't call her hood, but she is hood adjacent. She probably was cold switching. But she off the top showed love. And let me tell y'all something, too. Before I got braces, I went to this place in Lawrenceville to get a consultation for veneers, which is what even kicked off this whole effort that i'm working on right now and they actually quoted me for my gum contouring and i i was it was a lot of money it was like maybe five thousand dollars but when i went to dr barnes she explained to me that having too much gums can lead to like bacteria buildup and all these things that are not good in the long run and she was able to submit my treatment as a covered service it would not have been covered if i went to the guy in lawrenceville so i'm just paying like uh six hundred dollars for this service that's like oh, wow. a lot of 
you get and, and that's just just offer her you know this is why i think it's important especially when it comes to medical providers to be able to have a transparent conversation because the guy i went to it was strictly cosmetic but she really was informing me of like you know it's good that you come in here to get this because this is something that can cause and i don't need no teeth probably i don't spend several thousand dollars on these natural teeth baby and i need them to be right so anyways i'm gonna put the information in episode notes if y'all ever thought of because when i actually posted about gum contouring i got a lot of dms for people who either didn't know that was a service knew somebody that got it or wanted to get it and didn't know what it was called so i'm happy that talking about this kind of stuff can make people you know kind of bridge a gap or learn about something new like you know you could people have baby teeth and they think they need veneers but you could just get them and this is an impact this is not i say impact this is something they use local anesthesia for so they're just gonna numb me and i'm going home same day i don't gotta yeah. go under or nothing like that so this is a very minimally invasive service. service you know, crab legs for about a week, but you'll be all right. It's okay. It's okay. Though. They said I was just. I said they said that um all I need about a week and a half to get and I'm be back to normal. But and they could have did it same day, but I had left out from work and all the other stuff, and I want to take a full day off just so I can have a full day off. So anyway, Atlanta Periodontal Group, Dr. Mariah Barnes. That's the girl. Tell I sent you. She gonna be like who? But it's okay. She gonna know me real soon. Mm. Um, now let's move on to tweets from the streets. Um, talk about this. I want to talk about the um the stuff I've been seeing from the impact. Have you watched it? Well, nobody give me that BT plus. I don't got BT Ain't it like a dollar. Is it? I don't. I ain't never check. I just be using other people's stuff. So I just think it's interesting because there's been a lot of debate. First of all, this is where I get cringed because the girlies get so far up these people's behinds that they think they know them in real life. It's always weird seeing people debate um these celebrities or these influencers in the comments like they come up with these theories on why they do what they do and they literally do not even know them it's so crazy um but anyway so i just thought that i guess the show is really airing on us like basically painting jada to be the bad guy or to be the good guy and i could it, that could be the case it could not be the case but i just um something that one of the particular clips i saw today was basically about long story short Ari was um, inviting Jada to an event that she had because she was celebrating a magazine cover and getting her Instagram back. But Jada said that she couldn't come because she had plans already to do with this. And like right there in the girl face, Tay and Ari calling her like fake and flaky or whatever all they said. But anyway, I just wanted to bring it up because people talk about like, um, you know, okay, number one. I think that people assume because they hold the position they do in pop culture, black pop culture, that they are friends or besties. And I think people need to hang up that idea that they should be friends or be like tight as they want them to be. I understand that they might have used to be neighbors, but that literally was like living in a darn content house. Might as well say, like, you know what I'm saying? They doing things together to get the um the followership. But um, I don't know. I just feel like people need to understand the difference between like coworkers. <laughs> and then obligations like people shouldn't i don't like i'm not a, i will say this i'm not a flake i'm gonna say no up front but i don't feel like people if we're not that tight we, i should not be feel obligated to come to your event now if you come to mind that's one thing because that's what i'm seeing people say also that i always go to jada stuff but i don't know i and i obviously need to watch the show more for context but i just wasn't sure on your perspective on um on that kind of behavior um I think that the problem with their situation for me is that they built kind of like a image that on the, on social media that made it seem like they were closer than they probably actually are yep. in real life. Yep. And so that's where the problem lies because they're used to, they're used to doing these things. Um, <clears throat> they're used to doing these things together. And now it's like, 
okay, we definitely don't do these type of things no more. You don't do it and I don't do it. Now we're kind of grown up figuring each other out. I'm going this way, I'm going to that. Obviously, I probably don't want to be around certain things because that's what it reads off to me is that Jada is just kind of like removing herself from certain people or from around that group because they carry drama. I mean, even you have to look at the type of person Ari um, that Ari is, you know, and just call a spade a spade. She always online being very mean and rude and, you know, very argumentative and saying very crazy things. And Jada's not really like that. And obviously Ari has lost money from doing this type of stuff. So if I was Jada, I'm like, girl, I don't want to be running that shit anyway because you're not going to stop my bad. Right. And I know that Jada didn't have the best image online either, but she did a quick cleanup. And I think that that's where that that, that, um, innocent image came from. Yeah. She had to separate herself from from that, you know, and she sees that she get she's getting a more positive result being around her actual friends. Yeah, and that's what, yep, 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 I agree. You know? So it's like, I feel like, I feel like I've been through something like this too many times with my friends because it's always kind of like, like people always tell me like my, my life is just so entertaining to them because of the people around me and the stuff that I do that they're so used to seeing me with certain people, but it's just like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm the type of person where I change my mind a lot. Like it may not be like as frequent, but after a while I'm over it. I'm like, all right, I'm ready to move on to something else. Like I, yeah. I, I promise y'all I'll be having like days where I just be wanting to just take scissors and cut my hair off. Ain't nothing wrong. I just, day it, it, day. Oh, it's been there too long. I just feel yeah. like it's been on my head for two years. I'm, I've never had a hairstyle pretty much that well since I was a kid. But I don't be having my hairstyles that long. You know, it's, I'm just... No, you can, you can cut them off and get them put back in if you wanted to. My cousin did that. I don't feel like that. But no, I do feel like I had a I had a bump in the road with one, with one of my friends because of something like that before, too, though. And we got over it because we realized that we're just two different people. Like, we can be friends and be different. But I think that the yeah. problem was that everybody was so used to seeing us do things alike that he didn't want to break that cycle. And I'm like... We're two different people. You gotta do what works for you. That's I'm so saying. glad that all of my friends know it's gonna always be a no for me, <laughs> unless time. I planned it. <laughs> Every time. But it's okay because I do not get judged. It's the new people that have a problem with it. It's the new people I gotta explain that I do not drink. It's the you know what I'm saying. It's like oh just come out oh just drink. No, why can't no be enough? They just be wanting you to have fun in they in they type of environment, but that's not your environment. So right, and I have fun and don't have, but their type of fun ain't even. This is not to sound like uppity, but it's not even different. It's not even unique, you know. Especially the drinking thing. I'm like, if I tell you I don't drink, why would I choose now? Because you asked me to do it. <laughs> I think that when people hear, because it's so uncommon. As crazy as that sounds. It's so un- uncommon to hear somebody say that they don't drink, that they be thinking that people be playing, or they probably thinking you saying that because you had, like, a recent bad drinking experience. Like, oh, I got hung over. I'm like, start saying I'm sober so they can think I was an alcoholic, and I went there to... There we go. Then they're going to start looking awkward. Yeah, mind your business. I mean, don't... I mean... Yeah, if you don't want them to ask you that, but... I'm like, no, I'm 30 days know. sober. Like, oh, I don't drink. Quiet. Because every time people, I ain't going to lie though, every time people tell me they don't drink, they always end up drinking. Every time. Well, that's, that's girl, on them. I even had this girl, when, um, my first time ever going to New York, I went to this club called The DL. Um, <laughs> what a, what a beautiful name. 
But um, the DL, the DL, I forgot what it stands for though. But the DL is a really popular like artsy crowd or whatever. So I end up going out with one of my friends who's an artist, and a lot of those art kids up there that that do a lot of the you know a, a lot of um, alternative things are on drugs, and I don't judge. I'm not doing it. I don't you don't judge drugs. That's a first. What you? I'm saying. I do, but not out loud. I ain't that rule. You know what I'm saying? Only on the podcast is it out loud. Yeah, this is a safe space for me. Okay, I got um, you. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I knew that he does drugs or whatever, so I went to the party and I was expecting that. Mm-hmm. But um, he he ended up meeting up with his other friend who was totally opposite of him. She just she was like a regular girl from the, from the hood, and she was like fussing at him because he was asking her for money. And she was like, I'm so tired of you asking me for money. I know what you're going to do with my money. He was like, I'm not even going to buy Coke. I'm going to buy Molly. And oh, my head, God. Like, Is that better? In my head, I'm like, what's the fucking difference? Oh, it's wow. Like, he on that water. It, <laughs> and so he left and came back. He took the money, came back, and he brought back Coke. What he said he wasn't going to do. Mm-hmm. And so she started going off on him. And she was telling me why she felt that way. She was like... You know, I just don't like seeing him like, you know, doing that. And I know he thinks he's having fun, but it's not and blah, blah, blah. So he walked back over there and she started going back, going off of him. He literally stopped her mid-sentence and said, girl, shut up. And dipped in the bag and put it to her nose. I walked out. I didn't know what's happening. I didn't know what was going on. I was like, you just. Yeah, you might as well. Threw up and threw up and drank it bad. That what's the difference? I'm like Jesus. I, Alicia, my mind was so blown because she was really upset at him for doing for doing that. And then he was like, "Girl, shut up." He he literally went in the bag and put it to her nose, and she sniffed it. I was See, like, I don't be faking about my soberness. I, I'm not too good to if I'm if I'm on a date or something. I'm just having a really good time. I'm like, okay, whatever. And I literally don't even finish it because I hate how it tastes. I regret it every time. But it's like, if I say no, then let no be. Like, don't. Peer, you know, when I was a kid, they used to use the term peer pressure. And I thought it was so corny, but it's very real. Yeah. And drinking isn't even that good. Like, honestly, it's It it's literally disgusting. tastes nasty and it makes you feel sick. Like, yeah. why do y'all want to be sick? Exactly. That's, I'm, that's why I started smoking more. And it I'm, costs money. And it's the high in calories. It's a lot of wasted calories. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. Anyways, so I job, but I've, I've 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 definitely um experienced a lot of things. Um, thank God, I'm glad to say I've never tried any drug outside of weed. Well, I tried lean before. I drank lean before, but that I was never it. had no other. Um... But weed, weed, that was it. I ain't, I never took a pill before. Never did no nothing. No psychedelic drugs. No powder. How you say it? Powder. Powder with <laughs> no hard ER. Mm. All right, let's move on to Shop Talk. All right, so as I was going to say earlier, Cynthia Bailey and Mike Hill are alleged, apparently divorcing. Let me tell you something. Cynthia Bailey is a beautiful woman, but I never, ever, ever saw a long, long future with her and Mike Hill. He is, this man literally said in front of his kids that he never loved their mother. He wrote a book and talked about how he pretty much cheated on every woman he's ever been with. Ain't got nothing but female friends. Like this is, and then and then they um I guess them getting married is the reason why she left Real Housewives. Like she moved to L.A., but I think 
her and just like many women have terrible discernment. There was nothing. It's just like Sheree dating this Martell guy right now. Like what exactly do you think is going to come of this? And I think Mike is very successful and he's, you know, he's not attractive to me, but I can tell he might've looked better in his younger days. <laughs> no shade. Yeah, no, I feel you. Um, you know, he got his life together, so I can see why she would enjoy being with somebody like him. And he's got a nice personality. Um, after she was with Peter, who was controlling a businessman, nonetheless, very attractive as well, but still similar like behavior. So I don't know what the reason was, but I'm pretty sure he cheated on her. And he probably been cheating on her because the rumors had come out before. And I remember that they had got stopped in the airport about it and they denied it, blah, blah, blah. But Cynthia is very nice. And I think she just wants to be in love, but she don't been married or engaged. She's been engaged several times, been married yeah. at yeah. least twice. Um, I don't know. I don't watch the show. You know, I I I, I be wanting to because just so I, I feel I won't feel left out. But I don't watch the show. Um, well, she probably about to come but, back anyway. Even though people didn't really like her on the show, I didn't mind her. But I never have a problem with the like mellow cast members. Like a lot of people on Real Housewives of Potomac, they don't like um they don't like uh uh, uh what's the, the Robin? I like Robin, even though she's not like she doesn't bring a lot to the show. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I um, I don't watch the show, so I don't have too much say. So, um, I mean, I did work Cynthia's wedding, that same wedding. That's crazy, huh? I did make up for that wedding. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And now they're getting a divorce. And that was a beautiful wedding. Yeah. Um. What I will say about um a lot of women that I see that around her age group and who are in that light, um, I always notice that they rush into these relationships and marriages. And I don't know if it's an age thing. And I don't want to be sounding like I'm talking down on black women if it's coming off like that, because I'm not trying to. But this is an observation. Um, I just, it, you know, I don't know if it's an age thing or what. And they probably feel like, oh, they're getting older. They want to settle down and blah, blah, blah. But I don't even think people realize that you're setting yourself up for failure by doing it. Yeah, like, I think that the problem, because I mean, I I know so many people that are like that, like famous and not famous that just, you know, they're getting older, including myself. I do feel like I'm, I'm feeling guilty that I'm single right now. So I'm trying to make efforts into fixing that and just trying to, you know, whatever. But um, I never want to be in a situation or even people around me. I never want to be in a situation where like... um. I feel like I have to be with somebody just because my my life could be complete, I guess. Like, I don't really... Yeah, and I don't know why we think that because where, do, where did that mindset... It's because we were told that that was what it was. We were told by... You know, we just... We watched what white people did, if I'm being honest. If I'm being honest. We had to be Christian. We had to grow up in a Christian household. You have to have... Uh, you got to get married. You can't have sex before marriage. Got to do this. You know, you have to follow. Yeah, everybody who said that one ain't do it either. But that's what I'm saying. I but actually know but, a be, but that being gay is where they draw the line. Mm. I know a couple that that stay um, virgins until marriage and they, they wedding didn't even last because the girl didn't even want to have sex. Like she just was like. Oh, you know, even after the, she was just like, I, did, I waited you this know, I can't speak on your behalf, but at first it'd be like, oh, that's it. You know what I'm saying? All right. I think that she just wasn't excited about it because she had never done it before. That's all. Oh, okay. Okay. 
Bless you. But I do hate that, um, you know, I think it's natural to crave companionship and partnership. Yes. But I do hate that we all think that we're supposed to, like, get married, have this fairy tale happily ever after because who that's gave, not how it who, goes. Every problem is who gave us this life syllabus? Because I want them to take it back. Yeah, and that's why I like people that take the non-traditional route because it's like think about this: if you if somebody is like a good person to you, you think they're great to you, et cetera, et cetera, and they have certain flaws that you don't like, those flaws are going to be multiplied times one thousand when you get married. It's not just a matter of talking about it and call me when you get home. You live in the same house. You're uh, typically you can't leave. You you know what I'm saying? It's just not people. Every married, almost every married person I know wishes they didn't get married when they did or even have kids when they did it's one thing to be in a relationship but even being pressed about that it's like well then what mm-hmm. right you know what i'm saying so i get it though nobody wants to be lonely and i think in reality people want to have ownership of that person i hate to sound like a hotel but it's like you want to lock that person down because you like what they do for you and you don't want anybody else to have them. So you have to make them be in a relationship with you so that you can have that companionship for you forever. Alicia, where did you come up with that? You don't think that's true? I, I Maybe now I do. You don't put the thought in my head. I'm just saying people are, you know, human beings were naturally selfish. I mean, you think about it. You meet a good man. He's fine. He dressed good. He's successful. I want him. And if he don't make it official with me, then he probably dating other people. So let me make sure he know that I'm his person. And now you, you know what I'm saying? Instead of just having a friendship, like I always say, just have a friendship, just chill. And if they are somebody that's going to date multiple people, then, and you don't want somebody that does that, then that's probably not the person that you want. Hmm. Okay. And you can't make people do that because when you do force that or you do put the pressure on them to only be committed to you when they're not ready, then there's resentment. And now you got other issues to be dealing with. You know, and I'm no like, like, I guess, I don't know. I'm no expert, obviously, but I just have learned that it's just not about ownership. It's just about existing with somebody that's fire. And if y'all have a mutual understanding on what y'all want things to look like and y'all both are honestly delivering that, then that's one thing. But you just can't make people um, put those those boundaries or titles on, on something that y'all have because it's what you want. It has this to be. This is true. And you know what's so crazy? I also feel like that comes with a part of like that life syllabus that we all been fed. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, it's like, oh, it has to be. It's like, I love when people get irritated about me saying I want to have my own room when I get married. I want my own house when I get in. as if I get married. But I also know so many married people that don't even sleep in the same room together. They be like, dang, can I just breathe? Yeah. Dang. Yeah, 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 yeah. Y'all grandmamas and granddaddies is, is not sleep in the same room together. I'm telling you that right now. Yeah. Um, like, dang, you do not have to be up somebody's behind. Jesus, you already got the same address. What more do you want? Yeah. And then y'all want the same bank account? Oh, you don't lost it. The day I share an account is the, the day I go back to working at Starbucks. Because what? Can you even get my money? I got you worked at Starbucks. Jesus Christ. Sure did. Three months. Man, I made the mess out of them Frappuccinos. But no, nah, I'm just saying. I just feel like, and this is something I've had to learn over the years. I just feel like we just put too much pressure on it. And to think about the grand scheme, like I was 22 at one point thinking I was ready to get married. I'm, oh my God. But it's because at that moment, at that time in life, I thought I was ready because simply because I was in love. And that was yeah. it. Um, and, and that's what they teach us. 
Yeah. Well, I don't even know if they teach. I just think that we, um, we haven't experienced life enough, so we think that we know enough to make a permanent decision, mm-hmm. and we don't. Mm. Forever's a long time, y'all. I'm gonna say that every time. It's a really, really long time. But nobody wants to be lonely. I get. I don't want to be lonely, so I'm not gonna trip. But I just think that people should stop pressuring. Cause I think that if if it was a law where people where the government where the government was like, "Thou shall not let people know who you're dating," people would be living in the life they really wanted. Because mm. <laughs> it's all for public acceptance. It's all about what people. It really do. is, and that's yeah, crazy. It is. I know. That's why I. You know what? I um I told myself that this next this next situation or like when whoever I'm dating or talking to at the time, and if we start being in a relationship, I'm keeping it. I mean, I don't even want it on the close friends. I don't want nothing. Yeah. I don't want nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want it. I don't want it to be a thing where it seems like I'm trying to hide him, and I hope he don't feel like that with me because I told him that up front. But well, come on, him, him. Oh him, wow, I'm talking him, about him. something. Oh, wow, I ain't even mean to be bringing myself into this, but I guess since we're here now, it just kind of slipped out. I ain't mean to do that, but <laughs> obviously, there's a guy. Um, Every. I hate I feel you, Pooh. I just think but, like you. Uh, well, I don't know. I don't know. I told him up front. I was just like, I'm not. Um, I'm not trying to be like. I don't. I don't crave attention, especially when it comes to this type of stuff. I will. I just. I mean, keep everything else. I, I don't care. Yeah, about you should. Because the moment you open people up to that, they they feel like they know and they feel like they need to know. And then everything you do, now you got to have, it's just, like, even when you think about weddings and stuff, and I believe in having a beautiful wedding and celebrate with your people, but people go all out because of what they want people to think about the seriousness of their love. Even when it comes to the rings now, I still, now, I don't have a, I don't have a preferred price on how expensive a ring should look, but I do want it to be a nice ring. Yeah. And I think that people want this, oh, he dropped a bag, oh, he did all that, because they want people to say that when they see the ring. But people over time don't even be having a ring on. It's like, you did all that for what? I think I'm, I think I've come to terms with the fact that I probably wasn't craving marriage growing up, because I always said I wanted to get married. I wanted to do this. I wanted to do that. And it's, and I don't not want to get married, but I think that it was just more so the wedding. So, yeah, and I think it's like a fun event. It's like having a fun birthday party. You want to have a fun wedding. Well, why not just do that? Because that's what I'm going to do. Just have a big 40th birthday party. It's going to be wedding thing. How about that? Yeah, do your... Listen, do that. I'm probably going to elope, so... Yeah, um... That seems like the best thing. Yeah, I ain't got time to be arguing with folks about who's going to be in a bridal party. Paying $40,000 for some lobster tails that's going to be cold by the time I get to them. Yeah. A DJ that's going <laughs> to... I'm just... It just seems like a lot of work, but I do think it's now granted getting married, moving in together. That is a big deal. So I can understand the ceremony that that's what people want to like initiate that. But after them three hours is over, it's like, why you clean the sink? Why you wash the dishes? Why you forget this? You're not going to be like, but baby, I got you them lobster tails. I get irritated about stuff like that, but you know what happens? Like I try not to be, cause I don't want to ever sound like, I feel like in my last, my longest relationship, I felt like a mama. Like whenever something was Ooh, out me. of place, mm, it was too. like whenever things were out of place or something needs to be done, I had to physically or just be like, why are you doing this? You need to do this. Put this right here. Or it's like you raising a grown man. I've been there before. And it's oh, irritating. Man. Cause it's like, why isn't this a natural, why aren't you naturally throwing trash away? Exactly. So I, in my head, oh, I'm like, yeah. I don't think that people 
you know, everybody's race different. So you have to kind of show them stuff. So now my way of doing it is when I see them doing something wrong, while I'm having the conversation with you eye to eye, I'm fixing it because I want. Yeah, you got to, and I don't want to hear that race different because at 33, you know how to clean up. Some people don't. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Have you had a job before? Everybody's job has involved cleanliness. We literally have part service. Uh, <laughs> okay, we we need to move on. <laughs> we have part service. Let me tell you something. One time I was in Alabama. I was in Opelika, Alabama, y'all. Opelika, not Opelika. Well, I met this girl working at the Spectrum store, and um, she was like, oh, I got, I told her I lived in Atlanta. She was like, oh, I got friends that live in Atlanta, uh, but they live in Austell. And I was like, oh, okay, that's not far. You know, telling her I live in Cobb, blah, blah, blah. But she was like, oh, my cousin, you might know him. He used to work at Six Flags, and his name was such and such. He worked in part service. And I kid you not, he was one of them part service dudes. They used to always have the money. It was literally one of them. I said, girl, I'm not even lying to you. I know exactly who your cousin is. And I'm out here in country Alabama. That's crazy. See what I'm saying? It's a small world. But anyway. But no, but I always tell people, because people be talking crap about them cleanup videos and stuff. And I was one of them. But then... um, You realize people needed them. Bruh, I saw the boy. The boy was spraying Lysol in the tub to clean it out. Lysol? That's what I'm trying to tell you. I can't lie. I do be wiping stuff down with Lysol wipes, but not the tub. I use my countertops with the wipes. He was spraying it, the spray, and wiping down with red like it was cleaning the tub. Oh, my God. So those little videos and stuff that people be doing in my head, now I'm like, okay, they need this. They need to know how to make up a bed. They need to know how to wash their body. I mean, little little stuff like that. Like you The thought of people not taking good showers literally... So, me personally, I have taught so many people, let's just say, I've taught so many people how to be, to have good hygiene. I mean, adults. Mm. It's Mm. so bad. And it's, and you know, I don't feel bad after I do it. I just be like, I'm the type of friend where, first of all, I don't like smells. I'm literally sitting here fidgeting because I cooked some food last night, and I, that's why my door is open, and I feel like I smell it, and I, it's irritating me. Like, I hate smells. I hate stenches. I hate it. And so if yeah. you stink and your breath stink, it don't matter if it's a breath. I'm, I won't be rude. I'm like, oh, girl, you musty. I'll be like, you you need to try this. Like, Or I'm if like. You thirsty, try this. Don't drink it, though. Just spit it out. The whole time is listerine. You should try this. I'm like, and I give the, I give a backstory behind. Like, if it's a, if they breath stink, I'm like, you should try this. It's good for smokers. It get rid of oh, like that's, all of okay, the, that's real you know good. what I'm saying? Yeah, I try to clean it up. Your insurance costs too much. Get I try to money. clean it up because, because, but I was taught the other way. Like I had a rude ass sister, so if I was musty, <laughs> if something was going on, my sister had no problem with just telling it to me. Directly. So you learn how to properly approach folks with it off of half. <laughs> yeah, because it was like my mama wasn't like that. My mama was very soft in her approach for the most part, but my sister, I'm like, girl, okay, I know. <laughs> Like yeah, I, I remember my sister, my sister dogged me so bad one time when I was like, I ain't gonna never forget it, and I probably wasn't musty again ever again. I'm thirty. <laughs> Sometimes bullying like, works. It worked that day. <laughs> um, I think I was probably maybe twelve or thirteen, just becoming a teenager. My sister was like going so crazy because she said I was musty. She was like telling me I smelled so bad that she was pouring Fabuloso in my um, laundry okay. water. So she put the turn. She was like, she literally went down the list and was like, 
you only use gain. You put the gain in there because you need to get this out. And then she poured Fabuloso in the laundry. Oh, I know your skin was itching. But it I was, probably worked. Fabuloso, I was, that girl. It got out. <laughs> it got out. I'm telling you. And, and let me tell you something. I lit, she lit, like my sister, whatever. I ain't going to go that deep. But shout out to the girls who teach people how to bathe correctly. <laughs> you can't bathe by yourself. She was on to something. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right so we got a little bit of sad news um nene lee's son brent who was who is just 23 suffered from heart failure and a stroke uh earlier this month which is extremely scary yeah. 23, years, 23 old. years old yeah man um i saw a lot of wild comments about his weight which is crazy because he's not even a big dude he's a tall dude he's not even like you know what i'm saying like a look i think they might be confusing him with his older brother no shade yeah. Um, but it's actually really scary. She says she thinks the doctors could be tying it to COVID that he didn't even know he might have had. And that's if that's what the case is. But it's really scary. I know the girlies are very comfortable acting like COVID is gone. And while cases have gone down, people are still asymptomatic. And so it does attack the respiratory system. And to deal with that at 23 and having lost your dad a year prior is... I cannot, I can't imagine either one of them where they're dealing with Nene and her son and her other son. Like, it's just like, it's really scary. So I'm just checking in to tell people that, um, you know, even though I don't know if this could have really been prevented, just, you know, go see a doctor's visits frequently, check your blood levels, check your all that, check your everything, your booty hole, your mouth, your ears, your throat. You had to go there. Men get col- I'm saying colon cancer exams. Chad, Chad with Bozeman had colon cancer. I know. And he was younger than the age that they typically expect you to get tested for. So, mm. you know, stay on top of it, y'all. Do all you can. Everything cannot be prevented, but preventative measures can save a life. I hate to be this person, but I do. I did kind of want to talk about it because I'm. I want to hear your thoughts. So, some tapes were dropped by Miss um, Candace Owens. Uh, um, and this lady going to dig up some You may drop by Kanye West to Candace Owens. There we go. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, a conversation between Kim and Ray J. And she was trying to uh, basically, basically have people go against Kim um, because she was talking down on Whitney Houston call, calling her crackhead and all this other stuff. And honestly, I'm going to just say this and I'm going to be done with it. Um, I witnessed the whole black community poke fun at Whitney Houston and Michael Jackson for probably their whole career. Yeah, literally their whole at career. Least, whole at least, yeah, I was about to say at least my whole life. And the fact that Kim was dating somebody's, I mean, dating Ray J, who was dating um, Whitney Houston, the fact that that was a thing, and everybody thought ex- that was off. Let's not act like we looked at it as a normal situation. Everybody thought something was wrong with that. Yeah, it was insane. Um, if you dated my man, it's up. Like, I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's just, I don't. And All rest, right, I was not expecting. And rest in peace, Nippy. I'm sorry. I love Whitney to death. But it don't matter who you are. Like, you could be Beyonce. If my nigga was dating Beyonce and, and she was causing drama, it's up about me. I'm sorry. What you gonna say about Beyonce? That she got a BBL? I wouldn't even want to even want to think of her in that light. So we just gonna keep it keep it cute. But I'm just saying, if it, I'm just giving an example. If Michelle Obama 
is my boyfriend's ex, and she started to try to be messy and stuff like that, she, like, I'm going to call her her name. So. <laughs> Never let them see you sweat, man. That freaking take did not move me. What's, I mean, like, I was literally not moved, like, by a grain of rice. I'm just like, girl, what? Like, it's a typical, I'm done with you voicemail. What's wrong with that? <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't think that that was the worst of what she got. I feel like they're trying to do a build-up. Because she said that she had a video of uh, Kim straight calling her a crackhead, but she didn't release it. It's like an hour long. But yeah, I I mean, I when I listened to it, I in that particular clip, when she said, crack is surely not whack with y'all. First of all, the girl can't read. And when I mean read, I mean she can't roast. Okay, so yeah. this, was, this, was, this was her attempt at roasting. But I do understand. I didn't feel a way up based off what she was saying because I, it seemed like her and Ray J was kicking it and he just left her in the dust to be with Whitney Houston. Which was a wild, again, everybody thought that that was a wild mashup, okay? Let's not act crazy. We definitely I also hope that this ain't got nothing to do with um, Ray J's, like, attempt, suicide attempt the other day or something. Oh, yeah, I don't know what, oh, that's actually really scary. I don't know what that was about, and I, I, um, I don't think so. I think this is all Kanye's doing in an attempt to make Kim look worse and worse and worse. And the thing about it, Kanye has reached a level where he can't even be exposed. You could say that he chewed off kitty cat heads, and they'll be like, he'll be like, God sacrificed. I'm with God. Anyway. The bigger, the biggest artists be the biggest weirdos. Weirdos, right? Mm. Just ignore it. Hopefully, it goes away. Stop on it like a roach. All right. Um, did you have? Did you have an actual topic or not? We was just going on. I don't even have a topic. I hadn't even planned for this episode. I'm not gonna lie to you. I've been so busy, y'all. You know, there's a couple things I want to talk about. Actually, I don't know if this gonna be a topic, but this is something of um. This has occurred to me over the last couple of weeks. Okay. Are we done with Shot Talk? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So, you know, I think that, you know, we can't, we grew up in the hood. We talk about this all the time. And a lot of in the hood, when people talk about getting jobs, it's always typically like fast food, right? Yeah. People think that their capacity, their ability is limited to fast food working somewhere where they're not paying much because they either don't have a diploma, don't have experience, don't have the skills, or don't have a college degree. But over the last several years, I have come across so many non-degree career fields that pay extremely well. And I just wish that we were exposed to that younger. Like, um, I have a friend recently who started working for the railroad system, um, like Norfolk Southern. There's another one called... um, I don't remember the names, like Amtrak, things like that. And they have like dispatch jobs, train operator jobs, paying 80K, 90K, 100K straight out the gate in a union job, no degree. And while these may not be the fun jobs or the jobs that I would do or the jobs that you would do, somebody will do them, especially for that kind of money. But I think that people get trapped into thinking they got to work at American Dell. And this is not a read. This is not a not shade, but... A lot of our people's mindset is limited to those kind of jobs because that's what it was advertised to us. And I actually learned a little bit about this in that crack documentary on how McDonald's pretty much targeted the black community as like a career path. And so people looked at working at McDonald's as like their the job they was just going to work at. 
Mm. You remember when we were little in school, they'd be like, even at McDonald's, you got to have a diploma to get a job. They used to always say stuff like that. So we would think that, okay, well, not McDonald's then. What about Crystals? I don't know. I just feel like a lot of the people I grew up with, there are people that I graduated from high school with right now and still are working at fast food. There's nothing wrong with that as long as you're growing. However, I think that there's a lot of career fields that people just did not know about. And it also led to the reason why so many people would just go to college because they thought that's what, that's what they were supposed to do. And they would drop out, flunk out, or graduate and not get a job in their field because they have no idea what exists out there in the world for them. Mm. Um, for example, like there are people like I didn't know, and this is obviously case by case. So we talked about the um we talked about the um the railroad thing. There are people that can work for airlines, working in like gay age. I don't know. I just feel like I just come across all these well paying jobs I just did not know existed when I was younger. That I wish that people that people may not be in a the predicament they are if they would have done that. And some people might not even went to school and accumulated all this student debt if they would have just taken this path. So I don't know who to blame for if it's the school system, the counselors, the it's a, it's a community issue. But yeah, I um I just think about it a lot because I think about how hard it was for me to kind of figure out what I wanted to do, and I even and the fact that I went to college, which is not a guaranteed job thing. But even like how you got into makeup, like imagine if you were able to tackle on makeup earlier on, oh, or if wow. you even knew that it was something. You know what I mean? If there was like some kind of way, and then, I mean obviously, I think in the social media era, you probably would have had a different experience. But I just think when we were younger, it's just so many things like people working in dental offices, people working for ortho at the orthodontist office. Everybody can do braces. Everybody like they all rotate. Position. It's just so many different things. I'm like, how would I have? Because I remember when I um when I worked at that when I first got a job at the Apple Store, I had a coworker that used to work in a dental office, and I at this time I was what like 23 something like that, and I just be like, oh, you can do that. Um, in my mind, you had to be a dentist to work. Like, and knowing everybody in there is not a dentist. Yes, I'm like, why didn't I know about that? I could, and I almost at that point thought about like, well, if I go to school, and I think also schools like Everest promoted like the dental assistant and all that, but even. Some of those programs are a little sketchy too, but I'm just saying, I just wish that there was more guidance in the community. And I don't know how, and maybe those resources were there, but I wasn't in front of them to know about them. But I just wish that there was more initiative in the community to like give real life job training or real guidance or internships or apprenticeships, like stuff that uh, expose people to different programs. And I think they did have that one program. Remember when all the kids in the city would work somewhere and they had them t-shirts, remember? Um... Upward Bound. Oh, I thought you were talking about Upward that. Bound. It was about a Mayor Shirley Franklin's program. Mm. But they oh. would work somewhere for the summer and make like $17 an hour. Now, I don't know what jobs they did, but I do know uh, my dad had one of those kids as his employee. But anyway, I just think that it's really cool when you can give people real experience and they can, and they just have can have a, 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 a functioning life beyond high school. Yeah. I don't know. So my problem with stuff like that too, because I feel like, you're not the only person that feel that way, and you, you're also not one of the, you know, the only person that probably had the same feeling. Um, I think the problem is you just have to find a way to get it out to let these people know. Because I mean, you bringing it to people in high school and middle school. I just remember my thought process and how I was in middle school. Like, take sure. it back, take it back to middle school when we had that pro- that program with Miss Blackshear. Now, and what program was that? Remember. <laughs> So in middle school, there we had this uh, administrative person, Miss Blackshear. I forgot what she did exactly, but I never used to have to. I never worked with her in school, so I don't think I don't know. She's gonna tell me. But um, 
we had an assembly one time and she got on stage and she had a speech. I didn't even listen to nothing she said because it was so boring. But I'm, I was just laughing at it. I was like, the bird is dead. You're going to let it fly free. Yeah, I remember that child. Every day. I just, I remember that part. But in reality, I'm looking back just thinking about what exactly she meant by that. I'm like, I don't know the message behind this, but I'm pretty sure she probably was saying something really important. And my ass was To be inspirational, yeah. But man, you're right. I remember in fifth grade, Coach Hubbard said, today is the first day of the rest of your life. And we always dumbfounded. And I never forgot that quote because I was like, does that mean I'm going to die? Okay. Like, I didn't know what it meant. But, you know, when they talking to kids, they don't really know where our knowledge ends or begins. So I get it. But I do get what you're saying. Like, they are trying to get through to us, but we, our mindset is, the, even, that's buy, a great you, point. Our mind isn't even ready to receive that. Yes. There we go. So it's just like, well, how I, can you? And then like by the time, and then in my head, it's almost, it's almost a lose-lose because by the time you're 17, 18, you probably don't even want to hear that either. You Right, your mind made up. You ready to stop going to school. You ready? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think and that's why it starts at it starts at home and it starts at, at a young age. I think that um I, I don't think that these are like quick fix uh capabilities, but I do think about all those times we would get um field trips to go to college fairs and it really was a social session, like these con- these colleges will have these these tables set up, and we just would be talking to our friends. And the people that really had to drive already would go and network with them and talk to them. But when I think about like how these big organizations go to the top colleges to recruit, I think that some employers could go to these high schools and recruit. But I think that they wanted us to all go to college, so they would yeah. discourage something like that. And now, I mean, to each their own. But I just think about like um. Even for myself, I went to Clayton State, which is not a popular, not well, it's a popular school here, but it's not popular nationwide. So the big companies are not really coming down there to find talent. So when I get out, my networking is based off what I can do versus if I went somewhere like UGA, I mean, they knocking on my door. You know what I'm saying? And not, and maybe not for everybody, but most people I work with, they they said that the company came to their school. So I think that, um, you know, we had things like career day. Maybe it's just the delivery. Maybe that's what it is. Because we actually did have certain things, but it's like, if somebody come like if some like if I went to a school and I talked to these kids about data privacy and security, you think they want to listen to me? Right. I'm like, shut up, nerd. <laughs> yeah, that's what, that, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I don't think they will be receptive of it. You know. That's why, but it starts somewhere because I think that even if we had the influence from our family, from our parents, that could help as well because we were raised around it. So, yeah. I don't know. Maybe, and you're right, though. Now that makes me think, like, maybe those opportunities were there, but we just were not in a place to receive it. Yeah, like, I mean, I think about this type of stuff all the time. That? I feel so dumb. I remember one day I was just thinking about how the college fairs and stuff like that. Um, I remember that game. They, we only supposed to have, like, two... Um, you remember those things they gave us and it was like a, a voucher to for a college application so you wouldn't have to pay? Yes. So I only we were only supposed to get like two of them, but since I was like working for the counselor, she gave me like 10. Wow. And so I'm like looking, I'm like, damn, you were so she probably thought that you were gonna apply to all she was like, oh, he gonna he deserve it. Yeah. I think I had one and I applied to a school and didn't get in. Me so too. I, I applied to Clark. They probably said, Oh, he using this, huh? I think I applied to um I don't think I applied to anywhere. I, was I don't so, know. I was so confident I was gonna get into Clark because I'm like my GPA is good, blah blah blah. Um and I sent it and I didn't get it. I didn't see my child right here. 
That was the only school I applied for. Yeah, she ain't stomach. She looking at me like she want to bite me. I think I had wanted to apply to Howard, but I didn't know how I was going to get there, so I just didn't. Damn. How I was going to get there? You could have got on the train. What train? Marta train? <laughs> they had Amtrak. You could have got on the bus. Look at hush. Oh, stretch it out, baby. Look at, look, watch this. Give me nose. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Man. I did like this. <laughs> But anyway, dang, you raise a good point. And this is why I never want to be that old auntie that's preaching to the kids. But I do want to get through to them because I think that when they're older, they're going to be having conversations like this about, oh, maybe they was trying to tell us, but we just wasn't. How? That's why people bring on these influencers and these rappers to deliver a message to these kids because those are the ones they Mm. listen to. You remember um, Teen Summit? It's to come on BET? Never watched it. it. so I think it's the messenger. That's the problem. It's always the messenger because, because even if you think back to just our personal situation, like uh, the teachers that we remember what they said the most were the cool teachers. Like the cool teachers, which means they were younger, they cursed, they yeah, twerked. They, they fed they it to us how we how we, they they met us at our level. Mm, Mr. Andrews, Mr. Thompson, Mr. Worthy. You know what I'm saying? Like those were different teachers than Miss Nyamba and Nyamba and Miss uh Abdullah. You, but even oh child, that's what I'm saying. But we would li- I would listen to Miss Nyamba. Same, I would. So let me but not use her. I used to love her. Let me not use her. Uh, Miss Brown. It, there we go, Geraldine. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I can. So it's like you can you can get the message through, but like you said, it's just a messenger. That's why I wish that right. we could use these influencers. Um. To kind of push those type of things, even if that's not their life, but I feel like they'll listen to them um, instead yeah, of. Yeah, but push- it's got to be a different kind of influencer because I mean, no shade, but the rappers they gonna they gonna be like, I'm gonna just rap. You know what I'm saying? No matter what, no matter if the rapper talks about dodging bullets, literally losing their grandma, their right arm, they gonna be like, but you made it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, There's nothing just more rapping, the end but- result. You need other plans too. You well, and I hate to be the person to say you need other plans because it's some people that talk about the teacher that said they weren't gonna make it and they made it. And y'all not gonna be talking about me. Mm. Dang, that's exactly what it is. It's the delivery. That's what it is. And I think a lot of times the schools work with what they had, so they can't just be like booking all these folks to come. And instead, they took us a dub so Bill Cosby can call us thugs. Look at how that worked out. Good job, buddy. You take stuff too far. <laughs> but I don't know. I, you know, I always am passionate about career stuff. And I feel like I talk about it way too much on the show. But I do think about like, dang, you can do that. And you don't even need a degree. If I would have, man, imagine avoiding student debt altogether. That's crazy. And then making more. I will say this, though. And it's all about what you want in the long run. Sometimes that money is good. But your your growth potential might be slower. But it's all about what you want because some people are satisfied with being able to just provide a roof, have their bills paid, not be checked to check. Some people want to be rich. But I think that the desire to be rich is from being extremely poor. So it's just like yeah, just giving people opportunities. But I, And that's why I think about stuff like take your children to work day. Well, what are you going to take them to work if you don't work? You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's just a lot of a lot of major players. This is such an auntie uh, episode, but no, I, like I, I feel I like people know. I feel like people can understand this. I just don't want my people to struggle, man. I hate when people, you know, if you have to rely on government assistance, sometimes that's people's plan. But some people really just cannot catch a break. And I, I feel yeah. for those people. I feel the same way. I, I don't like seeing people struggle. And I try to help any way I can. But I also realize that you got to want to help yourself. And yeah. I can't only be so trying to grow. Much. 
Because I think that my problem in the past, even with just my close friend circle, is that I cared about them so much that when they were, like, slacking in certain areas, I would just be trying to push them so much and just put so much energy towards them that I would lose myself. I don't know who I am. I started doing things that they would do that I normally wouldn't do. Or, you know, I started wanting to try stuff that... I didn't really care for it before that wasn't good for me. You know what I'm saying? Not no drugs, no, obviously. But <laughs> water. Oh my God. But I'm just saying in general. So once I realize like I'm gonna continue to be a person to try to be a light and helpful in any way I can, but you're on your own. <laughs> yeah, okay. I cannot yeah. I don't got I don't have nothing for you. I can tell you, like, especially if you ask. And that's another thing. I gotta stop trying to insert myself when people don't ask. Like I can see something for you, but that doesn't mean that that's how your life has to be. So I'm yeah, so yeah, because you got to choose the path that's good for you. But I mean, I feel the same way. I mean, people do listen to my DMs every day. I get so many DMs about people that want me to help them with like job information and stuff like that. And I and I'm not nobody's job. And how club, many people just... actually use it on one hand? If you yeah, count. not many. Not many. I ain't gonna lie. I got people, mostly relatives, who I have given the same advice to for the past seven, eight years. I'm not even lying to you. Um, but they gonna get it. They know better. They just don't. I think I need to take my personal feelings out of it because I know how I would approach the situation, and I want them to do the same. And they say they're doing the same, but I know they're not, and so it just makes it tough to look at. And I'm just like, all right, you don't care for real. Like, stop wasting my time. Mm. I don't know, but anyway, so um, let me tell y'all about my car situation. Oh my gosh, you're supposed to get in the car. Yeah, well, I don't. The money has been given. I just, it's long story short, I got approved for my my car loan on Thursday, and they said that they missed the uh, no Friday, 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 Friday. They said that we missed the the cutoff for the wire to to wire the money. So they were going to overnight a check. Okay, cool. So they were like, yeah, we'll see the tracking information. I did not get the tracking information. Now, this is Friday. Saturday go by. The the, the dealership did not receive the check. Okay? Mm-hmm. All right. So Sunday comes by. The bank is closed on Sunday. The dealership is closed on Sunday. The bank is also closed Saturday. So I don't hear nothing from nobody. I don't have no tracking number. Monday is a holiday. The bank is closed. The dealership is open. UPS is working, but nobody has received the check. So I'm like, okay, Tuesday, I'm going to call them first thing in the morning. I spoke to them this morning. I finally get a tracking number. Tracking number was created Friday. Like they said, has not been shipped. Today is October 11th. Do you think that UPS has picked up this check? No. Okay. Oh, and so. I needed this. I was going to use the car to drive to this wedding that I'm going to. And now I have to get a freaking rental because I have to sell my car on Thursday. And mind you, the plan was to have the car Monday. I scheduled an appointment to give up my car Thursday just in case something happened. And lo and behold, something happened. And so it's just really irritating. It's really on the bank. And I'm like, I asked them, like, why can't you just wire it? Because I asked for a wire today because clearly y'all haven't sent this check out. Yeah. And I, it's just a lot. So I keep refreshing this, but I'm annoyed because the car has been paid for it in full. And and y'all, and I can't even get it because they haven't received the money. Like, it's been paid for as in the aspect of the bank, not like the dealer hasn't received their cut. They received, I gave them a lot of money yesterday but it wasn't the balance that the bank is paying for mm. <sighs> it's so irritating oh thank you jesus picked up by ups okay they'll get it by 10 30 a.m hallelujah 
There we go. This is a real time update, y'all. There we go. Real time update. Okay, so if the dealership get it by tomorrow, that means they can ship my car out, but I still won't. Okay, this is the. I probably won't get it till Monday. But when is the wedding? Saturday? Yes, but it's out of town and I'm not leaving Saturday. I'm leaving Friday. Okay. And they're shipping it to another dealership in Atlanta. That's, which is okay. I don't want them shipping it to my house. I want it in the hands of somebody who loves me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, that must have been a unique uh, escape quote. But anyway, so maybe I'll have it Monday. I don't know. I really want it by Friday. Um, Girl, I've been having some. And it's only five hours away, but the amount that it cost for them to ship it was a, a little bit more than it cost for me to have a rental car, plus driving four hours there and four hours back. So I'm like, oh, just ship it. It yeah. just makes sense. Um, I've had anyway. a I've had a really weird week this past week. Um, I'm not in a funk no more because you know whatever we moving forward. But I just had I was in a funk too, and that's it's really hard to get me there. But I was there. Um, I'm having a real hard time uh, <sighs> with my friends. Like my friends are beefing right now. It's some crazy stuff going. Right. It's it's insane. I'll tell you about it later because I ain't gonna bring it on here, but. I've been trying to mediate the situation, but it's getting worse. So I moved on because I'm like, I don't know. Are they in Atlanta? Yeah. So I'm not only litter, girl. Let me just, not my business. Because <laughs> I can't relate, sweet. So um, that, I've had like three people freaking cancel on me this weekend. Um, my clients, they can't, I had three people cancel. Um, somebody hacked into my PayPal and they were using a scammer was using my PayPal account. Keep in mind, I don't really use my PayPal no more like that because when people book me, they book me directly. Like they'll book me through text message or email. They don't book me through my site. So I don't, that's the, the only time I use my PayPal is when people um, book appointments online. And a lot of people don't really do that um, out here. So long, long story short, Somebody done hacked my PayPal, and it's been hacked for about two months since August. They've been using my PayPal account to um, set up a ship station account, and they've been shipping stuff off using my money for the past two months, but I haven't noticed it because it was small amount. So it would be oh like it would be like three dollars, four dollars, three three dollars. But these are all accumulating up because it was like forty charges. So oh my. My cards had got closed because they they reported fraud on both of my um bank accounts. So of course it's a holiday weekend. My dog on um all my money being my Wells Fargo account. That card gotta be shipped because they don't do temporary cards no more. The Navy Federal in LA from my apartment is about Are you a Navy Federal? Yeah, I got Navy Federal and I got How'd you get in? Uh, how did I get in? I've had Navy Federals for like three years. I got in through my sister, through my niece. I I need to join. Well, I have somebody to refer me, but I didn't. Okay, go ahead with your story. So <laughs> when I got like during the pandemic, <clears throat> I refinanced my car through Navy Federal, and when I did that, it took the cosigner off of my. It was supposed to take the cosigner off of my car, but it didn't because their name is still on the title. And I didn't know that. Oh, oh. So they were still on there, even though they're not a part of my loan. And so. Yeah, I know what you mean, though. I get, oh, man. So um, 
when I refinanced it, they sent it back to me because they didn't have a certain signature or something. And so I've been putting it off for like months and I forgot about it. And so when I went, I was like, I'm about to drive this thing better with something I need to do. Let me grab it. So I took it down there. They was like, I got me a new car instantly, but they was like, oh, um, you can't, you waited too long. So you're going to have to go um, to a place like the DMV or AAA. If you, if you don't have AAA, I'm sorry, you got to go to the DMV. They was like, AAA will be the AAA for what? Um, I, that's, I was confused. I'm like, why do I have to go to AAA to do this? And so the AAAs in LA are like a DMV. You can get your tag there and everything. Oh, wow. Okay. So I went there to try to like have, they said they they have to go to AAA. I have to go to AAA. They had to sign some stuff. I had to do some paperwork to get the co-signer off. And then they was like, oh, this says Georgia. So you have to switch all your stuff over and your registration. Oh. It, they was like, and your registration is expired. It expired today. <laughs> they was like, it literally expires today. It said right here. I said, what are the odds of that? So now. Yeah, you supposed to bring out a new tadpole. Now you got 30 days to do that. No, three months, I think. I told them I moved here on September 30th of this year. So mind your business. Um... <laughs> <laughs> anniversary was your first day. Yeah, I, but I I can't get a new tag unless I get a small check and all the other stuff. So that's why I have to do all this. So pretty small much, checking, huh? Small what? We out here. Um, the emissions tests are called small tests, small checks. Oh, okay, got it. Okay. So I have to get a small check, but I can't because my registration and stuff is in Atlanta. Or oh, child. It's too much. Well, it, it's too much. It's too much. So I'm dealing with that. Um, they keep. They keep. They're like, oh, what about your insurance? I'm like, I'll do the insurance later because I'm on my my sister's insurance. But I don't know if they'll give me a tag without Georgia insurance or California insurance. Rather, I don't know. You okay? Hold up. So uh, my car insurance is not. Switched over to California yet because I ain't want to spend all that money. Um, Technically, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I just was like, whatever, you know, just I'm going to keep it on there. But now that I have to um, re-register my car out here and I have to get a whole new title for my car because of the coast, the uh, co-signer, I have to get a new tag and all the other stuff. I may have to get California insurance. And yeah, you are. You don't need California insurance. Your address, because you know they ask where your car will be kept. You will have to put LA because, um, yeah, you will have to do that. Yeah, the only way around that is by having registration in another, like keep it in Georgia, like keep. And I can't do that because my car isn't new enough. If if I didn't have to get a smog check, then I would be good. I can just order yeah. order my sticker online for twenty dollars and be done with it. Yeah, yeah. But if you I live can't. in like an outskirt city, you would be able to get away with that. But I, or well, I can't do that like, because my my um, yeah, it's a lot. And on top, I get, of, I get, I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. I get it. But um, also, you know how like when it's your birthday, you have to get your little sticker, mm-hmm. twenty dollars, right? No, it's three hundred and fifty dollars for that sticker. So this registration is very expensive. Yeah, guys, so I'm, I'm just you move back. At this point, no, I'm finna pay that and just sit down. But I'm just mad because every year when I renew my tag, I have to pay that over three hundred and fifty dollars every time. 
So, I don't know. Yeah, that's a lot, Pooh. I'm sorry. But let's wrap this thing up. We just went on a whole personal conversation. We did. I just had to. We recording. It's cool. All right, y'all can know about me. <laughs> Purr. All right. All right, y'all. It's been another episode of OD Podcast. Hmm. Holla at your girl. Mm-hmm. Holla at your twirl. And your world. And your curl. Mm-hmm. And your burl. And your earl. And your... All right, and bye. And your scooter. Scooter. <laughs>